I am Jack Rammies. I'm Jess Kitten. And I'm Ranged Death. Uh, the last thing we are talking about was uh, this weird thing that Toby does where he kind of goes on idle, as it says, and he has no control over his actions. He reaches for his dad, dad smacks him on the side. So this might be another instance of being possessed, which is for the paranormal episode. Um, don't touch me, boy. But this is when the mom snaps and says, all right, knock it off. Uh, that is the last thing we need. So, and then it goes right into the days went by. So, she's, I want to say at that point, do you think that she's kind of breaking there? If it could have gone on to more detail? Or do you think it's just like... Where she's, you're saying she she's breaking when she says, all right, knock it off? Or yeah. Or as the days went by? Uh, sorry, uh, all right, knock that off. No. That's the last thing we need. No? No. You, is it like a lack of detail? Like there should have been more? There should have been more. If anything, I think she would have cracked because it says she spent most of her time cleaning up the mm-hmm. house with Frank ordering her around. Yeah. So if she was going to break at any point, I feel like it would be there. Um, I'm, I'm just... Mm. Okay. I, I, anyways. I bet this. <laughs> All right. So I'm also really confused because next it says it was just how it used to be before the crash. But, Frank, what? Yeah, yeah. That's why I have um, it highlighted. Um, is he living there or not? <laughs> yeah. Was he living there before? Well, it's is he living there or not? Because I, I think I, I, like, look at my notes. It, it slowly goes, like, from lowercase, and then it gets, like, divorced. And I think at one point it's just, divorced! Question mark. Um, Billy, in, in your opinion, from what you've seen so far, do you think they're divorced? What do you think is going on there? Again, it's hard to tell because it it would make sense that, like, he wasn't there and didn't go to see Lyra in the hospital. But at the same time, if they were divorced and he was the only provider, essentially, for the house, then it wouldn't make sense for him not to be there. And in 2010, where we have cell phones, be like... Hey, Frank, your daughter is dying. You might want to get to the hospital. Like, But, Billy, I think it's le- leading us into something I know you and I have talked about, Jack. What's that? Um, we said if Frank was the... Provider? If, yeah. But we've already established that at most, Connie can have like a night job. Yeah. And we feel like, as, from what Toby said earlier, Frank does not live there. So he wouldn't be providing any funds so who was getting money yeah unless it was all through like alimony from a divorce but even then no even then yeah Yeah, even then you can't really survive on that even without alimony like like, he's got no job he has no job if he's if they're divorced he has to pay child support um lira's older than toby usually plays child support until you're 18 or 21 depending on the deal I know my dad did pay when my uh, my parents got divorced up until, I think, 18. Yeah, I think. And it was only, like... I think it, my dad paid until 21. Yeah, okay, so it might have been 21. Um, I think mom got, like, $400 a month or something like that. So I know it depends, uh, because I know other family members that have gotten divorced in uh, my personal life that are getting more or less. Um, it also depends. Uh, this is 2010, so it's fairly recent. 
So we don't know. This is just a big cluster ball of lack of information, um, which is not, again, at fault at Wade, uh, Castaway at all, because he's 14. 14 year olds don't think of like alimony, divorce, like who's in mortgages, things like that. They just kind of write a story and they want to write it for the character rather than the plot holes and, you know, to make it deep. But one of the things that Jack and I have theorized is that Lyra was bringing in the money. Yeah. Yeah. That while going to college, she was working, like, two or three jobs. Well, I don't even... It doesn't even mention that she's going to college. That was one of our non-canon uh, theories. We have a lot of them on our master list. But, like, uh, Jess was saying, uh, was it that she was pulling in money for herself for college and also the household? I mean, if she was going to college, she would have had to pay for it. She could have gotten financial aid, but... And, you know, community college, probably Denver Community College or something like that. I mean, granted, our college was how much a semester? Yeah, 1700 a semester. I put myself through college. I worked um, about five jobs, and I put, um, and I got financial aid, but I put myself pretty much through college. Um, it can be done. But then again, I didn't have any other responsibilities. Um, I didn't have to support a family. I didn't, I lived rent-free. Uh, I didn't have to pay for food. I pretty much was only paying for college and whatever amenities that I wanted, which was mostly cosplay and travel. Conventions. Conventions, yeah. Um, which I regret that I didn't have a savings account. Um, get a savings account, kids. Yeah, get a savings account. You're going to regret it if you don't. Um, so, yeah, we had this theory that Lyra was actually supporting the family rather than if Frank was divorced from Connie because Connie had to stay at home school. So you have... This family that is divorced due to alcoholism for whatever reason, um, pick, take your pick of our theories if it was paranormal related, if it was um, loss of job, now it's loss of family member. Uh, we'll go more into that. But um, it you got, the, you got the divorcee with the drunken husband. You have the mom who had to leave her full-time job uh, to teach her son. And now you have Lyra who goes to college. And she got a life of her own, and she's she's the, the breadwinner of the house. Like, what college kid has to go through that? Um, I think usually they would drop out and just try work, to support the family. Yeah, work full time. So, But one other thing we talked about is that she, our theory is that she would have been going to school to try to help kids like her brother. Because she saw how much her mom was struggling and wanted to help. Yeah, we've gone really into debt. Like, Lyra has become, like, one of our most, like, talked about characters, actually, because there's not a lot of information. The only information about Lyra is that she has blonde hair. <laughs> and that, like, she loved her brother so much. And, she, and Toby's her brother. Yeah, Toby's her brother, and her dad, like, beat her at one point, and then she got into a car crash. There's not a lot of information, so just me, Spectre Journal, a lot of us have gone into a lot of detail about Lyra because it's a character that should have been more explored. Uh, especially having a brother, and especially when we go into the paranormal things, like, ooh, like, I've really gone into Lyra about that, um, really interesting things about her. Um, so now our, one of our non-canon theories is that she is the breadwinner of the house. Like, and, uh, Jess's theory that she is working as a, a special, special education teacher, right? No, she was trying to get a degree. Degree, yeah. She was just working whatever she could get. So we thought that was a nice little, like, here's some character development for this character that has nothing. Um, Not to put a name in your words, the one I need. Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, I was like, that, is that Barbosa? Yes. Cody Barbosa? <laughs> yes. 
Um, so we have another uh, thing, which a lot of I really wanted to go into because we Jess and I have a lot of experience in this. Um, this is the first incident where I wrote autism versus position uh, possession. It says he could think twice uh, before he could think twice. He would begin to chew on his hands, tearing the flesh from his fingers. He would gnaw his hands until they bled. Um, Jess, um, can you describe anything about hand biting? Um, most of the cases I've seen are on the back of the palm. It's a nice, wide, e- pretty even surface, easy to access. Yeah. It's a nice, convenient, like... If you bring your hand up to your mouth, it... I mean, I've seen... That's the majority of hand biting I've seen has been on the hand. I mean, I have seen it all the way up the arm, or the forearm. up the arm. Um, now... If it's hand biting, it's usually here. It's not going to be on the fingers. Yeah. Because you're going to bite your finger off. Yeah. Um... But again, if you have CIPA, you'll just... He wouldn't feel it, and he would have bitten his finger off. That's why I'm saying his finger is not... Yeah. Especially if he's literally... It's a tearing the flesh, like, and gnawing, like, that would have come off. Yeah. I, I, I do believe that, again, that's Wade not being exposed to the developmental disabilities community or not knowing basic anatomy, um, giving his kid his crea- uh, creation CIPA and not knowing, like, about impulse control and all these other factors into uh, developmental disabilities. Um, but they... Uh, other instances we've seen is like you know the way that hand biting is done um and there's been like you know just a straight like bite and then it's done we've seen you know you gotta like help the child off of themselves you gotta prompt them individual yeah sorry the individual uh you have to prompt the individual to uh release themselves and uh things like that that i'll go into hand biting and uh, it's Interesting, because I think I've told you about it before, that a lot of artists and stuff don't represent this right. They literally represent how it is said in the story, which, good on them, because they were also probably not exposed to this. Of him just, like, literally tearing his skin off. Which, ow. I, like, yeah. think about it, I'm like, ow. Touching my hand. Yeah. Like, um... And assuming that he may have autism because I it could be a possession thing but going with the idea that he would have done this before his hands if this is how he does it like tearing the flesh and gnawing he the backs of his hands or wherever it was he chose to bite would be just scar tissue yep like entirely it's not pretty we've seen this we've seen a whole uh variety of hand biting and the injuries that last for years we've seen fresh we've seen a few days old we've seen weeks old um and it is it is a very upsetting thing unfortunately like it it's is it an impulse thing like they do it for why do individuals do this it could be any reason it could be something medical it could be attention task avoidance just aggression at someone that they Maybe can't get to that person, but they can get to themselves and yeah, lash out. I've seen that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, hand biting. Uh, and the reason I had wrote here autism versus possession is out of nowhere, this is the first 
instance of hand biting that we see in the story and then it's connie's reaction that kind of leads maybe more towards the possession theory because it says she rushed him downstairs and grabbed the first aid wrapping his hands in it she demanded that he wouldn't leave her side from then so if toby has had other instances of hand biting this would have been expected yeah not expected but she would have known what to do yeah um and it could have just been that it was the first time since lyra died okay that's an interesting thought and maybe like lyra would help him with it i've seen people actually talk about that of Lyra trying to like hold his hands and say like you know stop i've also seen when uh researching tourette's uh the hand biting tick um tourette's ticks come in waves like you could wake up one day and just have this tick. So that could be just something that is added to his Tourette's syndrome. So that's another thing that's kind of... Something that manifested due to the incident. Yeah, incident distress levels and things like that. So again, there's that whole battle of autism versus possession, uh, possession like we don't see with him. Um, I, my, my job, or uh, my uh, my note right here says, uh, good job. <laughs> She, she rushed him downstairs. Like, that's good. Like, Connie, I can't tell if Connie's, like, a well-written character or just bad writing or what because she has these, like, such strong impulses as a mother that, like, you know, wear this mask for Toby. Toby needs me now. Like, she, lof- she left her job to homeschool Toby. She obviously just loves her son very much. And instead of, like, in Clockwork where we saw, uh, what was it, the mom, like, freaked out and, uh, when she saw uh, Natalia or Natalie like with the sewn up face and like and that was horrible writing like rushed her to a therapist not a hospital like a therapist and on the way like Natalia like took out the threads and she just put her head up so like that's that's the difference in writing is like clockwork versus Tiki Toby there is the mom did like and then it does say that she did make the appointment to bring him to a doctor she did make that decision to get him to someone to talk to and it is a doctor it's not a therapist i think uh mental health yeah so counselor's office so it is actually the rest therapist um and then like in uh i know you haven't read uh, jeff the killer where i believe one of the vi- variations that uh me and inspector general or inspector general and i read was that the dad like took the mom or the dad like took out a shotgun yeah like when jeff like the reason it's like face is all messed up like he has this instance with bullies and stuff and he got lit on fire and it turned his face white and like his because it was bleach and fire it turned his face white and his hair black because yeah someone does not know how anything works um and then he just went crazy like he woke up and he was just like cutting his mouth open and he cut his eyelids off and when he turned to face his parents they grabbed the shotgun i mean Everything I just said was bull crap, but I mean, if you wake up and that's the face you see, you go grab tell me you're not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> we're lighting the house on fire. Leave the child. <laughs> oh, we're gonna finish the job. Apparently, that's how the problem started in the first place. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't done with. Um, so I have this whole paragraph highlight because I didn't want to highlight it. Uh, it just says he isolated himself so much that he grew, and it goes on and on that like, um. He washed the dishes, hearing crickets in his pillows. He's starting to spaz out this whole time, but it's it's mostly that his, his mental health is debilitating. And again, it's that whole thing of, well, is this stress brought on from the accident or is this possession? And uh, Why also, can't it be both? Exa- yeah, that's also... Oh, God, this poor kid. 
Um, but it says he isolated himself so much. So a lot of time that does pass. It says it later on that weeks have passed. Um, but where's his schooling? It doesn't talk about that Connie went back to homeschooling him after Lyra died. So I don't know. That was just a, a note from me that I kept writing like question mark school. Cause Summer keep... break. Summer break. Connie's Connie's on break. Or Connie's taking a leave of, for bereavement. Yeah. Her uh, daughter just died. Yeah, I was like, or no school Toby for Toby's like kid, months. Or Toby's sister just died. Yeah. Um, so that was... Students don't get bereavement, though. You're expected to go. Oh. So... Yeah, but if your mom is the teacher and she's on bereavement... <laughs> Um, so pretty much I didn't highlight the next thing because it's pretty much uh, pretty well uh, straightforward that uh, Connie brings Toby to the counselor and he he's told to wait in this room or whatever and then out of nowhere while he's waiting he uh, looked around the room before he held up his tightly bandaged hands which don't ever wrap your hands tightly that should never be two words that follow each other tightly wrapped hands because you're going to lose circulation like you have to do a test on your fingernails to make sure you still have circulation when you wrap your hands yeah whenever i get cuts on my hands from work jack i make jack wrap them and he always checks my fingers i was an oec technician which is outdoor emergency care and we did a lot with wrapping hands and limbs because uh it's based, it's a ski patroller <laughs> so a lot of hand injuries so that just that that line has always sat with me in tiki toby that i'm just like oh god don't don't wrap it tight um, and, said, and began to bite at the bandages to unwrap his hands. So again, that's an impulse thing. But again, I wrote the note, autism versus possession. So I like that the doctor just kind of walks in also. And uh, she goes like, Toby, nice to, nice to meet Toby. My name is Dr. Oliver. And puts her hands out for him to shake, but hesitantly pulls away when she notices his bandaged hands. And his her only reaction is, oh. No. I needed your opinion on this because I even wrote reaction question mark to this entire thing of, oh, sit, smile nervously before clearing her throat and sitting in the chair across the table from him. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. Try to answer them as honestly as possible. She's, your, your, your person, your patient is sitting there like bleeding and biting on the band, well, biting on the bandages to the unwrapped his hand. You write that down, first of all. Like, what do you think? Yeah, besides writing it down, like, what do you think, Jess? Um, no. <laughs> no? No. Because you want your patient to feel comfortable, and if you go to shake their hand, and you see, oh, like, how did that make you feel? When I just pulled my hand away, oh. Oh, uh, I want to smack you. <laughs> <laughs> because what's wrong with my hand? It's just bleeding and wrapped. It's all freaking weird. Sorry, damn. It's all weird. That's twice now. I gotta get a swear jar. <laughs> I'm gonna bleep it out. That's all weird. So, um. Oh, God, is that blood? Am I bleeding? <laughs> Am I actually bleeding? I might have blood on it. I don't know if that's blood or paint we were painting today. Um. So, that was, uh. <laughs> just the things you say when you work in a school. Is that blood? Nope, we were painting today. Or brown. Brown is the scariest. <laughs> So yeah, a lot of the things are, what is that stain? Um, <laughs> so the reaction to this doctor, like, what do you think about, like, what do you think she should have done? Uh, shook his hand anyway. Oh. Because it doesn't say that it's bleeding. Like, and it's wrapped. Like. And she's just a therapist. She's not actually, like, a, a doctor doctor. 
Oh, she's a doctor, but, like, not a... Yeah, like, uh, you want your patient to feel comfortable. If you're not going to shake their hand, don't put your hand out. Yeah. If you already put your hand out, it's, you committed. You committed. You, you committed. You signed the contract. You shake that boy's hand. You made your choice. You made your choice. You shake this poor boy's hand. Um, then I pretty much, like, there's no notes here. It's just a back and forth between Toby and Dr. Oliver of, like, how old are you? It's full name, blah, 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 blah. By the way, happy birthday, April 28th. Um, which I think I said that he was born in 1992. Uh, the second incident, uh, incident of possession or a paranormal thing is, um, he's going blank later on in the page and she's like, Toby? And then this giant paragraph happens. This well, is, hang on. Yeah, Before sorry. we go there. Oh, yeah, go ahead. What do you see? Um, what do you see? Dr. Oliver asks who Toby's family is. Oh, okay. Um, and he answers, my mom, my dad, and m- my sister. And she says, I heard about your sister. And then says, I'm really sorry. And has a sad, pity-filled look on her face. No, you're a therapist. You're not there to do that. You're there to figure out how that person is feeling. Therapize. Yeah. Instead of, I'm really sorry. I heard about your sister, dear. How do you, like, how have you been feeling? I lost my sister. (laughs) That's how I'm feeling. (laughs) It should be more trying to find out how Toby's feeling rather than, oh, I'm sorry that that happened. I hear a lot of papers, like, shuffling right now because I just realized it. Toby doesn't talk about his stutter, does he? No, that's the first time I've seen that he, like, stumbled over a word. And even then, it's m- my sister. I think that might be in, like, his character rep sheet that Castaway made up, like, drew up. Because it doesn't mention it in the story. It just says that Tiki Toby was because he twitched. There's nothing about him stuttering. Yeah. That's really weird, actually. Um, so yeah, that that is the first instance of stuttering that we see, actually. Like, he talks fine throughout the whole thing. So, yay, my lack of stuttering in certain instances is justified. But I think the stutter does come from, um, I'll have to look it up and confirm. Um, you have my phone, so I can't look it up right now. So You're not allowed to use your phone. Alright. Alright, so... Uh, We've established that Dr. Oliver needs to... Now, where did I put that MD? <laughs> um, so, uh, a second instant of uh, possession versus the... Uh, and now I wrote anxiety instead of autism here because uh, Toby felt a shiver go down his spine until he froze once again, slowly looked over out, out the window, little window, through the door where he saw it and described Slenderman at that point. Um, and then she starts, like, freaking out. And he's in a trance. A trance? A trance. Uh, Toby jumped. This imagery in my head, though. Toby jumped and fell, side, fell sideways out of his chair and back up into the corner. I'm trying to think. You jumped and fell sideways. Like, you jump and then fall sideways and then go like that. Like I did in the, like, episode, the last thing we filmed for episode 5. Like, oh no! And just, like, back up. I don't know. The imagery was just weird. I don't know. That's kind of what I was imagining when he sits clean in the corner is when... <laughs> <laughs> the thing that we filmed in the cage? Yeah. There's a cage in the next episode, by the way. Um, um, what could it mean? Oh! 
So, I don't have anything else on page seven really highlighted other than uh, the dream. Because this go starts going into the possession thing. Um, but again, it does the whole, like, he was lying in his bed and he could hear footsteps. So, he, he is dreaming and he calls out for his mother and the door slams and he sees Lyra. And we, we kind of modified this scene a little bit in our retelling of it. Uh, we didn't modify it, but we kind of replayed it for Slenderman's torture scene. Of Lyra just standing there all gross and stuff. And now she's just following him in the woods in our videos. But that's the only time you hear a description of Lyra, by the way. It says, Her blonde hair was pulled back in a ponytail, as it always was, wearing her gray t-shirt and athletic shorts, which were dirty and spotted with blood. I like the, uh... The spotted with blood? Spotted with blood, yeah. Oh. Spot well, spotted with blood. Where, oh, whereas right. Toby's outfit was shredded to the point... It was unwearable. And his right arm was completely, like, another thing, like, his arm was, like, completely bandaged all the way up, and, like, it was really bad. Um, her legs were bent in ways they shouldn't be, like, I don't know, every time I imagine this, I imagine, like, I'm gonna draw this real quick, like, <laughs> like, like, <we're> just... <laughs> drawing it, you know, for the kids at home. Yeah, just, like, looking, listening like... to this Oh, if anyone, audio. uh, if anyone, like, ever read, uh, Junjo, uh, Junji Ito's, uh, is it Fault at Amagara? The Amagara Fault, uh, where it's like, this is my hole, and they go into the hole in the mountain, and they all come out all, like, weird and twisted. That's how I mentioned, like, Lara looking. Like, hurry out, like, this is my hole! It goes up, like, vroom, 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 vroom. that's the noise it makes in the comic. It was a meme, like, back in the day on 4chan. That shows my age. Um, anyways, the description of her is very funny. Um, Castaway actually drew a picture of it, and it, it does look like kind of weird. And we tried to do that a little bit, but we forgot makeup. Uh, anyways, um, I like in page 8, because now we're definitely getting more into it. Uh, during this whole thing, it said uh, when he came to from the nightmare, he screamed and stood up. And it says that he heard rustling and coughing of his father out the doorway, down the hallway. So his bedroom's on the bottom floor. Which I thought was really interesting because bedrooms usually on second floor. Um, now I've seen a house before that had like the parents' bedroom upstairs and the kids' bedroom like downstairs. We've seen that um, Dark Lighters house is kind of like that. All the kids' bedrooms are downstairs on the main floor, right outside the kitchen, and then the parents' bedrooms upstairs. So I thought the house was very interesting shaped because it's not normal, but it does happen. I mean, when my mom was looking for a house like years and years ago, I remember there was one that had. <clears throat> Two bedrooms upstairs and the master bedroom was downstairs. That's interesting. So I was just like, that's an interesting little note about the house. But I like that it said he screamed and stood up. Um, but he couldn't make a sound. He kept trying to scream, but he couldn't make a sound. Toby woke with a start. He screamed out and sat up fast as he could. So he, he did the same thing in the dream that he did in real life. Um, but his dad was, like, right down the hallway and didn't hear him. And I think that was kind of interesting that, like, I feel like if you heard a scream in the house, like... Well, if people are saying he's an alcoholic, once you're out, you're out. Oh, his dad was coughing and rustling. It says rustling and coughing from his father out the doorway. I don't know. That was just you like... could cough without waking up. That's true. I mean, you're just, like, in that, like, drunk slumber on the Lazy Boy. The <laughs> <laughs> and I know I've what had... What was that? I've had the occasional dream where 
something's gone wrong, I've been terrified, and, like, tried to scream in the dream just to have nothing, and finally tear myself out of REM sleep and come out with... I guess it could be classified as a scream, but it's not, like, blood-curdling. It would just be like, ah! Okay, so that's probably, actually an interesting yeah, point, Yeah, probably too. something not... Because that's kind of how I remember, like, when um, I had a nightmare at a friend's house, and I was pulled out because I know I was saying, I was screaming, help me. But I remember what it felt like, and just what they described it as, like, I was, like, very raspy with it, going, like, help me. And then as I woke up again, I was like, no, I was actually screaming. Their mom said I was, like, screaming, help me. And then I woke up and I stopped it. So that's, like, I don't know, like, raspy. I don't know. I just was like, why is he screaming? And no one's like, Connie didn't hear this? Connie, his, like, loving mother that, like, shielded him from his father and left her job for him? Like, yes, my hands are out. Connie, the hero of the story, didn't, like, hear her child screaming? Didn't hear him screaming in the other room and, like, go help. Did I just dab? <laughs> um, so that was just interesting. Um, so now we go into the kitchen scene. Um, but, like, we're not gonna go really into all of this because this is, again, this is all, like, the paranormal start, stuff starts happening. He gets possessed, he starts hearing voices, and then he just offs his dad in the kitchen, which, um, someone actually commented on our third video, Billy, that said, everybody knows that Toby killed his dad in the kitchen, and we had your dead body, sorry, we had your dead body on the couch and I think my response to this person on YouTube because I do try to respond to as many people as possible especially ones like that and I go yo Connie's a beast she dragged Frank's body to the couch <laughs> cause she had the towels all underneath you <laughs> like dear prince I mean to be fair Chris could totally drag Billy from the kitchen to yo, the living room yo that's why I love that we casted uh, Chris as Connie because like Connie's just a beast like she's just the best mom like, just Brienne of Tarth, like, I'm going to own this household. So, yeah. And I bet Chris could probably drag your butt from, like, my probably. mom's old, my Where we filmed was my mom's old apartment to the uh, the living room and, like, throw you on the... T you were, like, on oh, the couch like this with, like, the little stab wound. <laughs> stab wound. Stab wound. And I, I like, I, I hate myself that I didn't, like, go back and read. I just kind of had a vague knowledge because I had read it. And then I was, like, oh, we're just going to do this. And I didn't go back to check the notes or anything because... But, I mean, what kitchen would we have used... Well, not the kitchen description. I'm talking about, like, Frank got his butt kicked. Like, no. they were on the ground, like, punching each other and going nuts, and then he just stabbed him. I didn't research any of this. We just stabbed Billy. <laughs> like, if I had known that, I would have messed Billy up with a bruise wheel. And been like, you need to, like, I would have, like, tore, like, yeah, I would have made you look like you got into a fight with a 17-year-old boy. <laughs> Which, you know. But, yeah. I mean... For you guys to fight in the kitchen? Well, no, we what weren't. kitchen would we have used? Well, we can use that one now. Well, that one, we didn't have this kitchen before. <laughs> Billy, we have a lot of meet me kitchens. in the kitchen at 4 p.m. by there's the not, toaster. There's not enough room. <laughs> there isn't this one. Well, there wasn't when we were filming. Yeah, although I feel like if like Chris as Connie came in there and was just like, ah! we both would have been like, ah, okay. Okay, sorry, Mommy. Sorry, Mother. Like, Connie should have been way more stronger. If they're going to write them, like, her that strong. Like, granted, yeah, she just lost her daughter. Like, I want to see, like, Bruiser Connie at that point. Because imagine, like, 
all the rage of losing her daughter and the rage of her drunken husband just living at the house for like the last month or so. And then she just comes in and grabs Toby by the collar, grabs Frank by the collar, goes, No more! And like her Amazon glory. I'm imagining Chris doing that to both of you. <laughs> I'm doing, Chris, it's happening. We're doing this. Just like bloopers of the story, like what should have been seen. Connie like ripping Toby and Frank apart, like, No more. But sadly, that's not what we get. Um, what we, what? Sorry, <laughs> shut up. My back hurts. Leave me alone. Uh, sadly, what we get is that, um, Connie comes into the scene too late and, and just starts, like, going, like, Toby, why did you do that? Why? Like, stereotypical mom reaction to watching your son horribly brutalize your ex-husband. Um, Toby stood up and began to back away from his father's bloody corpse. He began to back out of the kitchen. Looked down at the blood-soaked bandages on his hands and looked up at his mother for uh, one last time before he turned and ran out the house. Um, I like it that he spared Connie, which drives me into our deeper theories about uh, Frank and the proxy theory with him. That's like, kill your double. Because Lyra's gone, we've got to kill the other one because uh, the bloodline would run through Frank, is what we theorized. Um, also, a uh, quick note. Um, when it says that he grabbed, uh, ran into the garage and grabbed his father's two hatchets, I'm going to give Jess a shout-out on this one because I think you were sick last year when we filmed this for episode three, the intro to episode three when we filmed this exact scene. Uh, like, like we went to our friend's house who was also deadly sick with, like, a lung disease. And we were like, can we use your garage, which is right underneath our friend's bedroom? And Jess was also sick. But we had to film this scene for the intro. And I know we goofed off a lot, because that was also the opening to the bloopers of you going, eh. Yeah. And it was, like, a lot of, like, we gotta do this, we gotta do this. And then I stopped and went, I forgot the fuel tank! Because he grabs matches and he grabs the, uh, the, uh, two hatchets. Uh, get the red gasoline tank, and then I look over, and it's just there in the garage. Of course it is, because it's his house, and he has, like, everything. And I, I liked the garage setting, because it's just really cool and adds a really nice aesthetic. So, shout out to Jess for, like, filming that mad late at night after a long day's work, being sick underneath the bedroom of our friend that was desperately sick, and or deeply sick, and let us use his house and his garage to film that scene. Woo! Woohoo! Um... So the rest of it, it goes as, uh, you know, the flashing lights, and he ran away and into the woods, and Slenderman killed him. His body was never found. His yeah. body was never found. Um, but he did kill a bunch of, like, 12-year-olds. He killed four of them. It says, Later. Murder of four individuals, group of middle school kids. Like, that's horrible. That makes me sad. I don't like that. That's something I would change, because child death not fun. Like, yeah, it's shock value, but it's not cool. Like, why? Why were they out that late? Why were they out that late? Why were they in the woods? Who had been out in the woods late last night. What parent is leaving their 12-year-old? Like, no. But, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to point out, because this is the podcast, I still have some time left before the 45-minute mark. Um, that was how Toby Rogers died. And I keep referring to this line, because for some reason, people go more heavily on waffles than they do about this specific line. Pacific, specific line. Because I keep going, Toby is a zombie. And everyone goes like, but what does he eat? When does he sleep? When does he do this? I don't understand. Why is Toby dead? Toby's not dead. Yes, Toby is dead. Toby is dead. He is dead. He is stone cold. 
he is... His skin is gray now. Yeah, his skin is gray now. Yeah. Um, well, he is like a conscious zombie. Yeah, he is a conscious zombie. We, we made him the most human out of all four of them. Because Kate and Brian were the most far gone. Like, Kate is just no turning back. Brian's the next far gone. Uh, Tim is locked in the woods because he's the vessel. He's the human vessel for Slenderman. And then Toby is just... Or, sorry, damn. Toby is just tortured. Because like, she had a clock for an eye. She had a clock for an eye! Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, God, you're Tim for that scene. Everyone has played Tim on the channel. Almost everybody now has played Tim. I haven't played Tim. You play Tim all the time. You literally played Tim for the, the video that we filmed for Mr. Creepypasta. You played oh, Tim. Oh, yeah, I thought... Okay, we'll take that out, because I thought you were talking about Brian. No, no, not Brian. Only I thought Brian was the one that Bri he told... She has a clock for an eye. No, that was Tim. Was it? it was, yeah, it was Tim and Toby, because Brian doesn't talk. Brian just kind of pines after Tim, because that's the only familiarity he has. Not because of any freaking reason you fangirls have out there. It's literally because it is a thing of humanity. Alright, so, uh, story's done. Uh, I want to make sure that we hit everything that I want to hit before our time is up. Um, so we did the whole homeschool teacher, uh, middle class, own three cars, one floor house, possibly. Um, reaction to biting autism versus possession. And that was for Connie. Uh, strong versus submissive. What do you think of Connie as a character? So, somehow, she screamed first, and then the car was smashed in. That's why we had Sarah scream. Yeah, but it's just, okay. And then, uh, her forehead is pierced with glass shards. How fast was that glass going to get lodged in her skull to Maybe pierce like her head? 60, 60 miles an hour getting well, hit no. head on? It, the glass wouldn't pierce your head. Like, if we're assuming she has a new car, windshields are tempered glass. It doesn't shatter into shards. It shatters into very tiny pieces, almost like pebbles. This is why we have Billy here, because he's science Science. Okay. Yeah. But then also after the glass shards, it says her hips and legs were crushed under the force of the steering wheel. So it's saying the steering wheel is here, but the steering wheel is going to go... Against your chest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my mom is alive because she didn't wear her seatbelt once. That does not mean don't wear your seatbelt, wear your seatbelt. But she was driving down a, a slippery road, and it was down a hill... She lost control, ended up going off the road and into a tree. Um, and the way she hit it, the steering, she fell to the side into the passenger seat, and the steering wheel and the entire steering column went right into the driver's seat. If she had been, if she had had her seatbelt on, she would have died. But the steering wheel's gonna come. It's gonna like crush Jess is your making, entire torso. It just is making a gesture, a gesture from. Uh, like imagine you're driving. Yeah, and I'm pulling pull her hands. Yeah, straight back. Right, right into her armpits, and um, like it's gonna crush your torso. What they're describing here is almost like something fell on the car. Like something fell on the car, or maybe like the front of the car kind of like an car, eighteen wheeler yeah. kind of like turn, like had something happen and got turned horizontally on the road, and then. Their cars are going under the 18-wheeler. See, it doesn't describe here what happened. Yeah. 
So, uh, something that Spectre General Me theorized, and actually this theory has become really prevalent in Tiki Toby fan base, because even um, Baptism on Fire mentions it, and I don't know if he got that from us, because we've had that theory going around for almost a year now, longer than that, um, that Slenderman and crew crashed the car. That he crashed the car to get at, uh, well, we said Lyra, and we're going to bring that up in Bloodlines, um, but pretty much to get at a proxy that was in the car like he wanted his thing so he crashed the car and um in baptism on fires tiki toby's the story of tiki toby he i actually i think it was that or if it was in um ask jeff and jack i think it was 10 he says you want to know who crashed the car and i thought that was like did he get that like jack like or uh baptism let us know if you got that from us because like that's awesome because I've also seen that a lot of ask vlogs for Tiki Toby do that um, as well. That they're like, Slenderman crashed the car. Which makes sense. Because, like, out of nowhere, it's just all of a sudden, like, Slenderman comes into his life. Like, it literally out of nowhere. He has no prerequisites for that. So that's why we came up with Bloodlines. So, uh, the CIP versus A. Tourette's. What is your final consensus on Toby? Do you think he's autistic or possessed? Or do you want to leave it up to interpretation? At the beginning, autistic. Towards the end, possessed. I still say leave it open because there's not enough information to say either way. Okay. Um, The reactions to death versus real life, Toby did it really well. Everyone else, other than Connie being like strong mom or just it was not well written. Um, What was your... What was your... uh, opinion on that I don't know everyone's reaction to Lyra's death I don't feel that any of them were very realistic they all Toby and Connie had aspects but neither of them felt like real real okay I mean you've seen this now um so we did that uh handling and we talked about uh, Lyra's college and uh, the owning the car and support of the family. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. We've covered everything in a pretty much two 45-minute segments. What well, was supposed to be 45 minutes turned into two episodes. So, cool. We got two podcasts going. Um, do you guys have any closing statements? Billy, you want to say anything about the car crash science side of podcasts or anything you want to say to the audience? No, I got all my stuff out when it came up. Uh, Jess, do you have anything about uh, developmental disabilities, about reactions, about the story written? Because you're about very socioeconomic status. I yeah, I mean, you had you, yeah. you have great conversations about this stuff. Yeah, I can't think of anything right now. Okay. But if anyone has questions, you can send it to me on Tumblr. What's your Tumblr, Jess? Jess Kitten with a hyphen in the middle. Dot Tumblr dot com. Okay, and we'll have the uh, we'll have, have the, the annotation up there. Yeah, somewhere. We'll have, we'll have links. Links below. Links below. Um, my final thoughts is, um, after Jess hasn't read a lot of creepypastas, I have, um, take me with a grain of salt here, but this is probably one of the more well-written ones, and that's not saying much. I mean, I think, did you read Clockwork? Yeah. <laughs> the face that Jess made. Yeah. If you've well, read- I've uh, read my Clockwork. Yeah, Jess's rewrite of Clockwork is amazing, and I know we went into that in the last vlog, like, oh my god, Clockwork is beautiful in our in our stories. 
Um, we made the decisions we made for the channel as far as, like, naming him Frank and uh, the little thing of, like, Slenderman crashing the car. Other things, like, we made these decisions to further the plot and deepen the plot, strengthen the characters. And that's what we're going to continue to do is uh, we're here to do that and uh, keep sending us questions and stuff because a lot of them I don't even think about. Um, like the whole thing with the homeschooling and the second language. I actually had to do research on that. Um, eating and all that sleeping, we go over a hundred times on Tumblr like a day. Uh, they don't eat. They don't eat. They don't eat. They don't sleep unless uh, Slenderman puts them in stasis. They never eat. Huh? They never sleep. Yeah, they never eat. They, ne well, they, they go into stasis, which is a forced sleep, and it's full of nightmares and horrific like imagery and stuff. And that's also how he punishes them. And when they are awake, they just wander the woods, and Tim pretty much just complains the entire time because he can't die. None of them can die. They just, well... Well, they're dead. They're already dead. Tim just wants to move on. Toby is just like, whatever! I'm here. I just kind of miss things that I don't really remember missing, but this feels familiar. I'm going to do this. And then he sees clockwork, and he's like, it's a person! It's a new person! Are you the new people? I have a clock for an eye. You have a clock? She has a clock for an eye! But now I have two you, clocks for eyes. Yeah, now Clockwork has clocks in her eyes. So that's why, like, Jess Kitten's contacts, if you've seen the redesign on Tumblr and Twitter, uh, Jess Kitten's redesign. And Instagram. Oh, yeah, and Instagram. Uh, Jess Kitten got clock contacts. So their eyes are clocks. And I want to put this out here. The reason we changed it so drastically is because none of y'all have any idea what it's like to put that thing on your face and have to film for like seven hours straight. It was bad. Or walk around a convention center. Yeah, you're blind in one eye. It's very claustrophobic. On top of like the amount of makeup Jess put on like her mouth to do the scar tissue. Because that's all that is. That like raised stuff is scar tissue and stuff. And it's all grody and stuff. So we had to make a I lot of... I couldn't even open my mouth enough to eat like a french fry. Yeah, so we wanted our actors and our actresses to survive the day of filming as well as convention goings. So we did change Clockwork's design. I think it's a lot more uh, realistic than uh, let me just shove this clock in my eye and rip my mouth open because that's how things go. We do have the scarring, like the imprints that there was stuff there on her mouth. But it's more healed looking. Yeah, it's a lot more healed. It looks more like kind of Joker's healed scars. Um, and uh, yeah, now you have clocks in your eyes and we're going to go into why that is a thing. Um, hopefully when we go into Bloodlines, I definitely want... Specter General 66 to be here because they're the ones that really came up with a lot of this. Um, Jessica in and Range Death will definitely be with us again if you would like to. And we'll go more into Toby's details. And we'll do uh, a clockwork episode on the redesign if you would like. As you notice, we changed the name to Team Rammies. For those of you who do not watch our vlogs, this was a group decision because it's not. A, it was my channel originally, but it is now all of our channels. And uh, yeah, so we changed it to Team Rammies. Um, we are working on, uh, overhauling the entire channel to give it more professional look as we go into the future. We have gaming section coming up soon where we're all going to be doing, uh, games. We have a quiz video coming up, which I don't know if that's going to be edited out because I don't know when that's going to be up. It's going to be up first. This was going to be up. Anyways, um. Quiz video have, might be up. We yeah. have an unbelievable secret project. Yes, it is very unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe we made it through that whole thing. Yeah. Could you be any more obvious? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Billy! Really? We're working on a new project, guys. Just something to give you like some extra content that you 
uh, might not see on our YouTube channel or any of our other social media. You can get early access to podcasts like this or possibly other videos or even like things that we make, like buttons and keychains. We make buttons and keychains, by the way. We do. We're yeah. thinking about t-shirts. We are. Um, but we are thinking of starting a Patreon. Mm-hmm. If this is something you'd be interested in, let us know. What? What? And we'll just go on and continue with the podcast if you like it. So, uh, bye everyone! Bye! bye.